You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This is a show hosted by Nick Chargudiu, who is me. For the listener, who is you? If you like this show, consider subscribing to the podcast version of To a Certain Degree, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get right into it. Children are the future, which means that we as adults are the past. Let's look at our children of future past through our guests here on episode 217. Let's start in fantasy land with Chris Anderson. I was thinking about this recently about um, fantasies that I had when I was a kid. Um, the platonic type, like the throwing the touchdown. and <laughs> Okay, because I'm, you know, I'm a sex therapist too. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let me ask you, <laughs> just real quick, <laughs> as an aside, because all of my fantasies that were not platonic as a kid, I really had to come up with all of the backstory. So okay. I couldn't just be well, with Cindy Crawford. Yeah, I had to be like the lighting grip on the photo shoot and the electricity <laughs> went out. You know, all this stuff. Like there was this, it yeah. was this very convoluted backstory every time. I had a lot of like plane goes down, desert island. Oh, yeah, you like, trap somewhere. Yep. Trap somewhere with one other per- like, yeah. Those are my but yeah. like but getting into like all right, where's the plane headed and how do we sort like <laughs> yeah. yeah what happened to everybody else is it a lost type situation is there oh, are there no. polar bears smoke monsters <laughs> yeah yes please um, but yeah you know just you gotta you gotta get your buy-in you have to it has to feel yeah. somewhat believable <laughs> <laughs> and it just paints the, that's part of the fun you know building up all those building out all those details and stuff like those, that it's, it's it's world building really is what it comes down to that's being present well it's actually not you're being somewhere else entirely but oh yeah that's in the fantasy it's being present in your fantasy yes you know yes thank you for that that's what i have been saying for years (laughs) (laughs) but going back to the original question the uh, platonic fantasies like i was trying to remember like the uh the lead singer goes down and they ask for the you know can anybody in the audience sing did you want to get up there did you want to do a sports thing like what was that man i wish i had done this or i could do this yeah um i mean can it be one that i still have like that i of have now yeah yeah i mean i've always been interested in space i've always you know i think every kid goes through that astronaut phase and then you learn what it actually takes to be an astronaut and it's like oh (laughs) that's not for me no 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 no. um i can't breathe into a tube for that long yeah no not like that not in that (laughs) context um (laughs) but uh so i i lost that space interest in space for for a while once the realities of being an astronaut kicked in but then recently I went to my parents visited from Pennsylvania and we went to the Kennedy space center and that just like reignited a passion in me. And since then I've watched a lot of space documentaries and stuff. And one of the, one of my favorite documentaries I've ever watched, I've almost watched it twice because I've been watching it with Katie, but uh, 
One Strange Rock. Have you heard of it? No. It's on. It's on. You can find it on Disney Plus. It's uh, narrated by Will Smith. And the cool thing about you know it talks about a lot of processes on Earth. But one of my favorite aspects about it is that you you hear a lot from I think about eight different astronauts who have all lived on the ISS, the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. And you hear their perspective having looked down on Earth, whether it's through that window on the space station or spacewalking. Um, and just the things they see from up there, the perspective it gives them. Oh, man. Like, so my fantasy is, is going into space, experiencing zero G. That has always sounded cool. But as an adult, the added thing is just looking at the Earth from up there. Just, yeah, I could just imagine myself spending hours and hours just taking it in, yeah. seeing all the all the things, and just you know they talk about when they get back to Earth, they it's not Americans, not New Yorkers, not English people. It's Earth, people of Earth. You up there, you don't see the borders, you don't see the the differences between people. You just, we're all on the same, we're all on the same team and like the border disputes and all that stuff. It's not to downplay it, but it's all so unimportant in the grand scheme of things. It feels smaller, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. So I, man, I want, I want to go to space. I would, I ask people sometimes like, like if you could go to space, would you? And a lot of, I'm surprised how many people say no. I I absolutely would. I absolutely would. Yeah, I think if that was now now I'm back on the space bandwagon. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for yeah, yeah. getting me excited about that again. But the I think some people think in the back of their head the cost, right? Because yeah. it is going to be as there is, you know, very soon uh Bezos just announced that he's going to go on the first flight up. Um, and so there is a space tourism, so there's, there's a cost associated with it, but I think if the cost was lower or, you know, attainable, yeah, 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 go in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would say it has to be attainable. I would agree to that. Yeah. Or if they need, you know, uh, couples, therapists and podcasters on Mars, we can go. I mean, they're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. But. I don't want to be one of the first that, you know, that Elon Musk is sure is going to die. <laughs> so you're on the second wave. The second wave. Second yeah. wave. All right. Well, we'll just go to the moon. I'm, I'm not as, as excited as I am about us visiting other places. I'm also like, well, let's not give up on Earth. Earth is pretty great. Like that's. Oh, I don't maybe... think it's giving up. I think it's hedging our bets. I think I think for some people, yes, I think <laughs> I don't know, like Elon Musk, I, I, I get the feeling that he's just kind of just moving on. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, like I'd like to see him put more effort into, you know, helping out the earth. But but yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's also hedging bets, but yeah. All right. I just want to go up there and look down. Okay, so you don't want to necessarily go anywhere. You want to orbit and then come back. Yeah, but be able to take my time. Yeah, I mean, we'll welcome you back, Chris. Oh. You you can come back. 
Thank you. Oh, I didn't know that was in question, but thank oh, you. Oh, I thought you had to have permission. I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> I'm not sure how space works. Yeah, well, hey, you're not the first. Okay, good. If you would like to learn more about Chris Anderson before or after he goes to space, go to couplesandsextherapyorlando.com. Next up on this show about children being a child being childish next up jillian mcmanus is hilarious in her elder years and that may stem from her younger years she was what's known as a prankster as it came to light in this conversation how are you on the ones and twos um i can count to one and two great yeah what does that mean i don't have no idea oh, okay <laughs> it just sounds like something you're supposed to say yeah how's the how's the is the uh, refrigerator running? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are we playing? Are we playing? Are we doing pranks? Have you called somebody and and pranked them? Um. Yeah. I think when I was when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last year. It was last year during quarantine. <laughs> so, which prank was your favorite? Was it hey, is your refrigerator running? Or hey, do you have Prince Albert in a can? I think that's like a British thing. I don't yeah, think we can do that over here. I don't think I heard of that one before. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's some sort of British, like they have Prince Albert is maybe like a type of fish. Oh, okay. And it's in a can. But okay. then you say, oh, why don't you let him out? Mm, and then you say, psych. Yeah. Psych, he's... He's free. I Look out. You. Be careful. He's somewhere in your house. And he's slippery all and getting fish water everywhere fish water everywhere yeah be careful be careful and then you hang up the phone real quick yeah after cautioning them yeah that's exactly what i think a good prank is yeah so you want to let's just the three um stages of yeah. a good prank okay right yeah so uh first there's the setup and has to be super you got to be super like convincing I feel yeah like. of course you can't yeah. be giggling yeah, you can't be you can't be a child about it. Yeah, you yeah. have to be super mature. How do you say it? M mature. M mature. Yes, perfect. Uh, second stage of a of a good prank. Sorry, we mm. should say that this is a good prank. A good one. Yeah. Second stage of a good prank is uh, to be a little bit scary. Yeah, like like frighten people a little bit. Like you have to. Yeah, they have to go into the like, oh my god, mode. Yeah, I'm being yeah. threatened in some way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is my refrigerator running? Where is it running to? Will it run over me? Did I remember to put the tracking on it so that if yeah. it runs out of the neighborhood? Where will I get my food? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like food is on that pyramid of needs, right? Right. So it's like gone. Okay. And then stage three, we yeah. all know. The reveal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The reveal. The reveal. That it's not that it's not a prank at all. Right. Or that it's not real, I should say. That it has been a prank the entire time. The whole time, yeah. 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 The prestige, that's what it's called. That's what I Is that what it's called? Of. Yeah. The prestige of like I that's just from the movie because oh, okay. there were some magicians in that movie. I oh. think that was the Hugh Jackman and uh the other dude. The greatest showman. Batman. Yep, the greatest okay. showman. That movie. Yep. He was doing a lot of magic in that from what I remember. In Wolverine. And dancing. Oh, in Wolverine. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen any of those movies. We just mash them all up. Yeah. 
You know, I was at my mom's this weekend, yeah. and you're significantly younger than me, by mm-hmm. 104 years yeah. or so, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. But we now, I, I stream everything. I don't have cable at home. Yeah. But mom is a little bit older, so still has cable. I don't know if those two things go together, but every mm-hmm. time I talk to her about streaming, she's like, yeah. what is that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she tries, she's like, where's that river? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, right, it's never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's let me prank you with a, a river related item. Um, so she has a remote control yes. and television stations. And what I remember mm-hmm. liking to do was like watching three or four movies at once. Because most of the yeah. time they had commercials or I get bored and I just start flipping through. Did you ever do that? I like, feel like I didn't watch a whole lot of like TV when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. What about when you were older? Mm, no, not not that much. You're yeah. one of those smart book kids. I'm like one of the weird weird kids. Like I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah. So what did you do instead? Were you out playing? Yeah, I feel Were like you out like committing crimes, some petty theft. Yeah, mostly mostly crimes, and then also like playing Foursquare. Mm. Yeah, in the and on the on the streets on the streets. Wow, and like stickball. Like, how old are you? I'm 30. Wow. Yeah. So they had Foursquare back then. Did you play Foursquare? Yeah. I thought that was like it was dead. Really? And then after I was done with it, I just assumed that most of the stuff I do as a kid, like no one wanted to do without me. Yeah. So it was just done. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, we continued on the tradition wow. in your memory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Not dead, but yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Very, very appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> But that so, was like one of the best games I yeah. remember as like a kid is playing Foursquare. And that's did the you, one that's the one with the ball, right? Yeah. 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 And so did you like were you the person who got to the top and you always just picked on the person in the fourth square? Um I feel like the other kids on my street were pretty like hard to beat sometimes, but yeah. then but then I would get up there sometimes and I would like, it'd be a little hey, tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold down nice. the Hold down the, the, the I can the, see you getting like really like very focused and competitive. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. And mean? Yeah. I don't know if I was like mean. Get that Julian look. Yeah. <laughs> dun dun dun. They would just like run and pee their pants. Yep. Not, they, they wouldn't even try. Both of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run and pee my pants. Yeah, multiple yeah. <laughs> multitasking yeah. fear. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing they weren't chewing gum at the same time. Or else they would. It was just too many things at once. Yeah. Like I can't <laughs> rub my head. Yeah. yeah wait. Yeah. Rub my belly. Pat my head. Pee my pants. It would be. Yeah. That would. That's a big challenge. That is a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think it's an Olympic sport now. Jillian McManus, the consummate prankster. Hey, improv is a big part of Jillian's life, and one of her improv instructors is my podcast partner. Bob Codges. The show we do, it's a small world. The show we do is called Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. It comes out five days a week and each episode is less than 10 minutes long. Here's a sample episode that goes along with today's theme. The story is about Nick as a kid. Hey, that's me. About a time when my dad tried to reward me for good grades. My dad has trouble expressing affection and so a lot of times it was presence 
So for example, I went from a private school that I was doing pretty well in, you know, K through sixth grade. Uh, and at the time there was a junior high. Uh, there was a junior high and a senior high. So junior high was seventh through ninth and senior high was 10th or uh, sorry, seventh uh, through 10th and then senior. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Whatever, seventh through ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth was senior high. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I had junior high school too. It wasn't a middle school. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. No middle school at the time. And the first semester there, I got straight A's. So he bought me a windsurfer. A wind. I had never oh. expressed any interest in it. I think I tried surfing at one point, but I was much better at boogie boarding. So um, wait, no, is this like a like a, a sailboard? A sailboard, wind, yeah. It, that's, yeah. Wow. A windsurf board, however you... Like, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it because guess how often I used it. Right, right. But you were in middle school when he gave you this? Uh, yeah, so I would have been 13. Wow, wow. So I was like, oh, this is okay. <laughs> did you did you live what on a lake? What is happening here? <laughs> no, no, we were even... And we lived farther away from the beach than we did when I was... We'd moved to... Uh, a different location. We were right by the beach before. And now we're farther away. So this, this, what did this like windsurfer fall off a truck or like someone just go, Hey, you want a windsurfer? I, yeah. I think it was one of those things. It was probably a hot windsurfer. Like I'm glad <laughs> I never used it and got pulled over by the windsurfing police. That's it. Your dad's a windsurfing fence. That's hilarious. That is, it but was, that's an odd, that's an odd gift unsolicited. Odd. Right? Yeah. And when I was younger, it was a lot of, you know, I would cut my arm off for you. Oh, oh, like, oh that's not well, why, Dad. Why? Like, what? <laughs> First of all, don't tell a child that. Second of all, what possible scenario are you in that you would have to cut a limb off for your child? I think it's probably yeah. Offering you to eat it, maybe. Right. Okay. In, in All the right. apocalypse, you know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. All right. That's not a bad that, one. That yeah. is a funny thing. I still want to. I still want to know how you reacted when you got the windsurfer, like because it was so unexpected that I can't imagine you were like, "All right, Dad, this is awesome." Yeah. No, it's a thirteen-year-old into comic books into movies, into books. I, yeah. I mean, again, I'd go to the beach and do stuff. So how did you respond when you were given this incredible gift? Of- I think I, I was excited at first because I was 13. I'm sure I was thinking in my head, well, I can, I can reinvent myself now. I can be the windsurfing guy <laughs> at 13 years old. I love it. Because I've tried all these other things at this point. No, I've tried none of <laughs> no. none of the things, and that's such a big leap, though. It's like it's such a big. It's like in, instead of asking if you were interested in band, bringing home a tuba, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and just handing it go. to you. Hey, you're going to start big, you know. So I remember getting it out. I think I got it out once on, on the lawn just to see what it was like. <laughs> on the lawn, and it was mass. There was no way I could hold this thing up as a 13 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually, ended up at the gift shop. It ended up in like as a little display thing, and then he sold it later on. <laughs> wow. So it was always, and so it kind of encouraged me not to get straight A's anymore. That wow, the counter incentive of the right? windsurfer. Because <laughs> what was I going to get next semester? <laughs> wow. I'm like no, no, thank you. Lessons in demotivation. A set. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Where am I going to put that? <laughs> that's and that's why Nick dropped out of school. Yep. That's it. I just can't take these rewards anymore. And that's episode 217. 
To learn more about everyone you heard, go to acertaindegree.com. Thank you, Bob, Chris, and Jillian for appearing on the show. And thank you, the listener, for listening. Some of the interviews featured in this episode were recorded at the Heavy in Winter Park, located in the old Lombardi's building. Come by and say hi to me sometime if you like. The music for the show is provided by the very brilliant Nicholas Roberts. Check out his work at nicholasrobertsmusic.com. You've been listening to A Certain Degree.